poor old Mercedes. Always the sad story. Did you see old three-prong hobbling out of Parliament House just the other day with its trousers around its ankles, wearing that suit of tar and feathers? It's getting to be a habit, especially after that ferocious reaming just last Friday by Senator Deb O'Neill. Debo, with two L's, incidentally. I laughed beyond tears reading the transcript. Like, really, I did. I'm not going to lie, there was actual leakage. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. For buyers here in Australia. Website for that. <coughs> Yesly! Or you can just click the card that's kind of out there now. Dude. A counterbalance of sorts to the <sighs> inverted three prong on Yo Left, playing silent homage to Satan's personal S class in hell. Senator Deb O'Neill. Debo, as she is never known to staffers until now. Fair cracked the shits in the chamber last Friday under parliamentary privilege. It's in the hand for all of us to see. It's dead set glorious, dude. I'm liking Debo, cut of the jib, etc. Despite her being, you know, a filthy politician. So that's something. Crack go the shits, boys. Crack, crack, crack. Just doesn't get much more Australian than that, does it? Like, it's how we roll if you're not from around here. And of all the crack o the shits that are possible, a proper federal senatorial crack of the shits is, of course, a rare thing of beauty and a joy to behold. Unlike all of that alleged tennis playing in the prayer room, highlighted in Friendly Geordie's latest report, worryingly. That tennis dude, like forehand, backhand, juice in the prayer room. It's unbecoming. Federal parliament has fared and can become a cesspit of self-entitled schoolboy-like misbehaviour. Worse than that, even. I assert under the weight of current evidence that three-prong appears to have misled the Senate committee. Shit-cracking Senator Devo there. She's even older than me, incidentally, if such a thing is possible. But she's still got it, in my view, that fire in the guts. And she grew up just down the road, too, in Para. So she knows how to fight. Taking her on would be like Fennigan. Getting in between Clive Palmer and a baked ham. I'd still give it a crack, though. My sense of this is, and I'm paraphrasing, okay, Debo made a list of seven key claims made by Three Prong under oath relating to shafting all of its dealers recently. And those claims were made before a proper Senate committee, giving evidence last November and... If you and I were perhaps down the pub discussing this, sotto voce, 
I might surmise privately to you that she appears to have formed the view that three-pronged Shitsville, fine, upstanding corporate citizen that it is, has been a weapons-grade bullshitter on this one, on the balance of probability. Bullshit and lies, just not the same thing, dude. Just saying. Awesome book, by the way, and definitive, too, given the times in which we live and the proliferation of bullshit in our everyday lives. <sighs> Link in the description. Anywho, according to shit-cracking Left Hook O'Neill, three-pronged Australia asserted under oath that its dealers were, one, all Cheshire cats about moving to the agency model, that they were consulted widely before being boned, that the boning would be a win for dealers, that the change was driven by consumer benefits, because Mercedes obviously has a proud track record of giving such a fuck about you, the consumer, obviously, that dealer profits would not be affected, that three-prong would still want to sleep with those dealers afterwards, and that more profit for Stuttgart was not the actual reason they'd recently put plastic sheets all over the floor and had all of those knives sharpened for the next dealer meeting. Shit-cracking Debo then went totally off the chain for minutes upon minutes endlessly, entertainingly, repudiating each of three prongs seven claims, lifting up the skirt on each one of those and exposing what appears to me on face value to be actually happening out there in reality. Well done there, shit-cracking Debo. Hashtag respect. Edited highlights of this senatorial reaming include a Deloitte report highlighting profitability at some dealerships being slashed by more than 50% with the move to the agency model, plus the seemingly unprincipled manner of the boning itself, this $650 million lawsuit by the dealers. Like, dude, nobody does that if they are truly happy with you. You generally have to be ever so slightly cranky to sue someone for $650 million. At least, that's my experience of it. Free prong will profit from the shift to the agency model. It will take profits out of dealerships and straight into the pockets of three prong. This is an extremely serious matter and begs the question, if three prong is willing to perpetuate untruth to the members of the Australian Senate, who else are they willing to lie to? I am liking shit-cracking Senator Debo a lot with each passing moment more and more, seemingly. Much better than the average prayer room tennis-playing politician, I would have to say, allegedly. Stamp of approval, Debo. Yes. 13 points out of a possible 10. Bonus points for using the L word. And she's only getting warmed up. These untruths must be called out in the public interest, in the interests of Australian businesses and Australian dealer networks. The Australian Senate must not be treated with contempt by large multinationals who are only concerned with extracting profit and shipping it offshore. Nail on the head, Debo. That does seem to be the real motive in play here, does it not? Don't get me wrong, dude. Dealers are cocks also. 
especially three-prong, but they are proud Aussie cocks running businesses. They employ people, secretaries, for example, ming moles, sales sharks, apprentices with fully sick dreads and bones straight through their noses, <laughs> tradies, and even the poor fat bastard who has to detail your car before you take delivery. They all pay tax. If three-prong shitsville barbed wire enemas those dealers, slashes their profitability and sends the balance back to Germany under the table, it makes Australia more shit. And I'm all about making Australia less shit. So that's a fundamental conflict. Dealers are actually the biggest part of the Australian automotive industry. The car importers certainly detest that. Innovation and competition are kings across the retail landscape. Despite this, some car dealers want to immune themselves from change, even when customers are crying out for new ways to do business. My favourite lobbyist there, T-Dub from the FCAI, quoted in Go Auto News Premium. <laughs> Pro tip, dude, immune is not a verb. Nobody wants to immune themselves from this or that. I think you mean immunize. And frankly, I don't even want to immunize myself, although it is a bit of a buzzword currently, given the last couple of years. I bought Tiffany, a latex nurse's outfit, to cover off health-related undertakings of that nature on my behalf. Dude, she's all about the health. No tennis playing in the prayer room for me, therefore. <laughs> Efficient, effective markets rely on innovation, transparency and flexibility. The new car market is no different. Normally, T-Dub and I are, I was going to say, of like mind, but it's deeper than that. More of a Vulcan mind meld. My mind to your mind. However, I'm going to make an exception in this case, because I'd suggest that that statement is simply a disingenuous confluence of positive-sounding bullshit buzzwords to which people generally don't object. Personal opinion, innovation and transparency, things of that nature, and especially flexibility, which of course is why Tiffany's nurse's outfit is latex and not some other material. She is quite flexible, and I have no wish to immune myself from that. On the positive side of all of this, T-Dub, he does use words in his statements, mostly English ones and in more or less complete sentences, often dominated by nouns and occasionally verbs used correctly. Don't scoff at this, dude. It's quite complex, like... Nouns and verbs. It's simple. Let me show you. Courgettes throb. Melons hang. Dude, nouns and verbs. That's really all you need to know about writing. The rest is easy. However, dealers do not want to immune, ever. So there's that. See? You're welcome. On the negative side, however... This collection of somewhat upbeat bullshit buzzwords, personal opinion, does seem at odds with objective reality, at least that's how it seems to me. On this one, I am going to go with a completely different but related industry favourite, 
ugly duckling turned lumberjack bearded swan, Jimbo Slarty Bartfast, whose real name is James Vortman, president of the AAADA, the Australian Asshole Automotive Dealers Association. Disclaimer, initials may contain just one too many A's. Check this out too. Before. After. Before. After. I know which Jimbo Slutty Bartfast gets the front door key to the Playboy Mansion. And I suspect it's also obvious in which of these photographs the latent probability of no trousers being worn whatsoever is greater. Let me know in the comments which one it is, before or after, and why. One of humanity's burning questions right there. Let's answer that one together. Far from delivering benefits to consumers, the switch proposed by 3Prong is driven by a desire to appropriate more than $650 million in the value of businesses built up by the dealers without a cent of compensation. This is fake news from the FCAI claiming that consumers will ultimately benefit from these changes. JSBF and his front door key there on Zoom from Hef's Palace. <laughs> always wanted to go there. It's always uplifting to see two truly elite performers troweling it on so liberally in the public domain. It's what they do after all. But it's even more stimulating to hear a threat from shit-cracking Debo. Given the seriousness of my concerns, I intend to take this matter to the Senate Education and Employment References Committee to request that it be raised with the President of the Senate as a matter of privilege. I know what you're thinking, right? What does that mean? Or sounds reasonably innocuous? But I'd have to suggest it's actually quite a bit more serious than being hauled before the headmaster for, well, I don't know, playing tennis in the prayer room or something. Dude, you've got to watch that Geordie's video. Disgusting alleged conduct, but all cray bleh. See, under the Parliamentary Privileges Act of 1987, witnesses before the Senate who make false or misleading statements can be fined or even imprisoned for essentially committing an act of contempt. In which case, I really don't think I'd want to be in Horst von Sanden's shoes at the Mo. He was, recent history, to three-prong more or less what Ming the Merciless represented to Mongo in Flash Gordon. Personal opinion. That was until recently when he departed the building and went to work for Deloitte as something of a consultant. I wouldn't want to be Jason Nomikos either. I think he's still there. He's the Director of Customer Management, Retail Network Development and Strategy for Three Prong Shitsville. What a big title. I do hope he's got one of those horizontal business cards. Customer Management, too. What an interesting term, interesting concept, because they've been managing the shit out of their customers for quite some time, in my estimation. Quite intensively. The CIA would probably call it enhanced management. Anywho, they're the two dudes who might just be in the crosshairs if shit-cracking Senator Debo goes next level 
with her recent Crack the Shits-a-thon. I'm looking forward to that. I can't lie. Might need to order in some Cheetos and a little bit more barbed wire. Yes. Three-pronged Shitsville is, of course, hiding bravely behind the pending dealer lawsuit. Notwithstanding the fact that all of our dealers have signed on to the new agency model after a lengthy and inclusive process, unfortunately some of our network have elected to commence legal proceedings. It would be inappropriate to make any comment until such time as the legal proceedings have been concluded. We ask that the court process be respected at this time. Is that seriously the best they can do? Like, Please respect the court process. The better not to make us look worse than we already do. Depressingly enough, the mainstream motoring media has thus far, apparently, declined to report on Senator Debo's epic crack of the turd. Today marks the fifth day since Debo delivered her titillating three-prong shit crack. Media operations typically don't stop for the weekends either, just saying, so they've had quite some time. Deafening silence so far from the mainstream motoring media, disgracefully enough. Well done there, dudes. Zero out of a possible infinity for being good at your job. Here's an Australian senator accusing notionally the aspirational premium chairman motoring icon Car maker to Satan himself. Oh, dark lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Of acting with contempt of lying under oath effectively on a matter of public interest in order to siphon funds away from Aussie businesses, employers, and hand those funds under the table back to Germany. Are we seriously suggesting that this is somehow not newsworthy? If so, like what colour is the sky on this world? Do a Google search, dude. Do me a favour. Do it now, okay? Keywords, Mercedes and Deborah O'Neill. I researched this story between 6am and 8am today, Tuesday the 5th of April, and I did exactly that search in the general domain and also the news domain. Debo's speech is in the friggin' Hansard. It happened. Slarty's mob covered it on Facebook. They've got skin in the game, obviously, and they're hardly a media outlet. King Rupert's loyal subjects at the Australian newspaper covered it bravely yesterday in a story entitled Mercedes' Reputation in Shambles After Dealer Attack. Seems like an opinion piece, that one, and it calls on Mercedes' global Darth Vader, Ola Kalinius, to get personally involved and unfuck things here in the Antipodes. But the report is hidden behind a paywall, so only people stupid enough to pay nonogenarian Rupert Ninja Turtle 40 bucks a month will ever read it. And John Mellor's Go Auto News Premium, they covered it too, credit where it's due, an obscure publication that's something of a dealer suck fest generally. Miracle cure for insomnia for car dealers who are unable to nod off at their desks, kind of thing. So 
essentially three dudes and a dog are going to remain awake long enough to read that one. I was one of those dudes. And John Mellor, who wrote the piece, presumably he was another. No word yet on dude number three, nor the dog. Wheels now, the shadow of its former self, which is now run by the former advertising sales dude. And hey, if you know of a pension fund who wants to buy us, please call. Deafening silence there. Drive.com.au, a microscopic division of Costello's Cockheads, 9 Fairfax. I'm hearing crickets there also. Car sales, like who? Thus, my determination that motoring journalists, so-called journalists, typically not journalists at all, they're mediocre wannabe car reviewers at best. Like, let's do Top Gear badly again today. <laughs> it's what we do. And their main job is not informing you in the public interest, clearly. It's writing nice fluffy puff pieces for advertisers so that morally bankrupt car makers can feel warm enough and fuzzy enough to hand them cold hard cash in exchange for advertising space and zero editorial criticism. That sound you can hear is you in the audience getting thrown under the bus because you are just a number to sell ads against. It's disgusting and disgraceful. Like, if you actually want to be a journalist, you have to report shit that matters, and people are going to get their knickers all hangman's noose over that from, you know, time to time. Just going to have a concrete sandwich on that one, dude. Motoring journalism has thus been neutered, and this has been going on for so long that it can't even remember having balls, ever. If you're out there in the audience and... You want the truth, you have to come out here to the fringe and get it from some freaking horrible bald bastard who doesn't give a shit what the industry thinks. Like, am I here to be friends with car manufacturers or do I really, really want to pull down their pants when they act like unprincipled cocks? Is there any doubt? Someone has to be the pants pull downer. I'd suggest. Epic senatorial shit cracks and things of that nature demand oxygenation. They just do. The juiciest stories, the ones starring corporate cocks telling barefaced lies and conflict, innuendo, tennis playing, natural disasters, vested interests, blood, sweat, tears, and other bodily fluids. Shit, ya. They're the stories that really, really cry out to be told. 